1: Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod50 for 50% off.
0: This is the longest, shortest time. From WNYC. W. W. (laughs) I
1: can't
2: even say W, right? Straight from WNYC. This is the longest, shortest time. I'm Hillary Frank. And people... Today's episode is a very exciting one. This episode marks the fourth anniversary of this show. I started recording this podcast in my bedroom four years ago. After a pretty rough childbirth experience, my daughter was 10 months old when I launched the show. Now, she's almost five. I started the show because I needed to connect with other moms, you know, like, like in a super urgent way. And I thought that talking to people on a microphone would give me a license to like ask people some really personal questions and get real answers. And it turned out that it did. Um, and and the thing that I didn't count on is that is that all of you out there um, wanted to hear conversations like that too. You know, like this kind of started out as this like selfish thing. Like I wanted I wanted to know that I wasn't alone in in, in like struggling as a new parent. Um, it was just amazing how many of you wanted to tell your stories on this show or just said that the stories were making you feel less alone, too. So I did a Kickstarter to make the show more often, which you funded. Then WMIC picked up the show in May and made this an actual sustainable project. And, and I feel so lucky that I get the chance to tell your stories and help you to connect with each other. So thank you for that. Anyway, the episode that kicked all of this off was with this woman named Ann Saylor. Ann was the teacher um, at our Music Together class, the mommy-baby music class where I took my daughter, where you like sing and shake instruments and dance around. And at that time, Ann had two kids in elementary school, a son and a daughter. And she just seemed like the cool mom I wanted to be when I grew up, you know? So we go to this class every week, and at the end of class, I'd take an extra long time gathering up my stuff just so I could talk to her alone, you know, after everyone else had left. One of those times after class, Anne told me this story about her son and, and how when he was a baby, he hated when she'd sing him lullabies, which made me feel like maybe even the cool moms can't figure out their kids, you know? I'd been batting around the idea of starting this podcast right around that time, and and hearing Anne tell me her story was just the kick in the pants I needed to actually go ahead and make it. So so Anne's story is the first one that I threw together and put it up on iTunes. I'm going to play you that very first episode right now. Then in the second half of the show, you will hear from the baby who hated lullabies, who is now a teenager, who sings, Don't Go Away. I'm Hillary Frank. This is the first episode of the Longest Shortest Time podcast. My first guest is Ann Saylor. She's um, the teacher at the little baby music class where I take my daughter. And uh, of course, she's very musical. She um, got it from her mom, who uh, used to make up songs about her and sing her lullabies. So 10 years ago, Anne brought her son Jacob home from the hospital, and she had what I think is probably the most universal problem that any new parent could have. Her baby wouldn't stop screaming. It would start around 11 o'clock every night and would go on for hours. Just this high-pitched, never-ending wail. So Anne and her husband tried everything. They tried bouncing the baby, swaddling the baby. They even tried this thing where they put him in his car seat and just swung him back and forth and back and forth, which worked, uh, but it was super heavy, as you can imagine. And after a couple nights, it didn't work either. So one night after just trying all this stuff, Anne collapsed in a rocking chair. And I thought,
3: all oh, right, I can sing. I have this power. I have this power, right, right. And this power has been passed down to me from, you know, through generations in my family, and I can do this, and and I, I, we can do the lullaby thing.
2: Okay, so do you remember what the first song was that you tried?
3: Yeah, I tried Baby's Boat, which is the song that my grandmother sang to my mother, and my mother sang to me, Baby's boat has silver moon. And... It totally didn't work. Um, he, if anything, screamed louder and he um, was arching his back, you know, like, no, this is absolutely the worst thing you could possibly do. Sail, baby, sail, out across that sea. Only don't forget to sail. Back again to me. And then I started to get um a little bit you know in my head about it. And I'm like, well, clearly listen to the words, you know, like baby's like sailing out away from its mother.
2: So in your head you were thinking he's just he's reacting badly to the words? He's reacting badly to the words, maybe it's the tune.
3: You know, I know some grown-ups process minor songs as sad. So then I started to sing, You Are My Sunshine. You are my sunshine, my only sunshine. You make me happy when skies are gray. You'll never know, dear. So he continued to arch I his back and you. scream, Please don't take my sunshine away. All of a sudden, the words, Please don't take my sunshine away. Now I'm like, oh my god! Again, I've got this song that uh, has some crazy, terrible subtext. So, what happened that night? Um, I, I, I felt like um, we'd try a lot of things to help this baby not be in so much discomfort or pain, or in ourselves to be in so much discomfort and pain, and. When I had that aha, that oh I can sing, you know that'll that'll soothe him, and that didn't work. It really did feel like that was the last good idea that I had, um, and I felt like <laughs> like what I had to give wasn't enough.
2: Couldn't help him. I totally know what you're talking about. Absolutely. Um, so so your son is now 10 years old, and um, he can talk yeah. and express himself in ways other than arching his back. Um, how does he feel about lullabies now?
3: Oh, that's an interesting question. Uh, my daughter is two years younger than Jacob, and one night I was in her room singing her a lullaby. And he was in his room next door, and he called out, Mom, can you please stop singing? It really interferes with my going-to-sleep process.
2: (laughs) He said it like that? He said
3: it just exactly like that. (laughs) He's a precocious little guy, but, um, you know... We ran in to um, Jacob's science teacher at this restaurant opening in town, and she came over and she said to me, does he sing at home as much as he sings in class? And I I had no idea how to answer it because I don't know how much he sings in class, right? And and she said, yeah, he's almost constantly singing. So I think that he uses music to process the world. And thinking about this whole lullaby context, knowing now how musically charged he is, it really does help me feel like he wasn't rejecting music or wasn't rejecting me.
2: We're going to take a little break. When we come back, Jacob shows his mom just how musically charged he is. I cannot wait to play this for you. So keep listening. Hey, everybody, this is our last show of the year. And that means our next show is all about New Year's resolutions, parenting New Year's resolutions. And we want to hear yours. We want funny ones, weird ones, ones that'll make us think about parenting entirely differently. We know you've got them. So send them to us. Just type up your resolution and email it to hello at with the subject
1: resolutions. Do it.
3: You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com.
2: We're back. So that last interview you heard with Anne was from four years ago. She was remembering when Jacob was an infant. And now...
0: I'm Jacob, and I'm 14 years old.
2: I met up with Jacob at his house recently. He says he doesn't remember his mom singing ever being too much for him. Actually, he says he can't even fall asleep these days without music playing in his headphones.
0: When I'm going to sleep, I try to listen to, like, more, like, ambient music without, like, a lot of words. So, like, Brian Eno and explosions in the sky, like, people that don't use, like, any vocals.
2: Hmm, yeah. I wonder if, uh... Like the lyrics when your mom was singing to you everything had had words and may, i wonder if your mind would like attach to the words instead of just hearing the melody
0: yeah i definitely i definitely feel like when i'm trying to like concentrate on something and there's words in a song that it that it really interferes with me trying to do anything
2: so maybe Anne wasn't so crazy to think the lyrics in you are my sunshine were a problem for jacob you know like not the specific words or their meaning but words just in general jacob does agree with his mom though on one thing her idea that he processes the world through music that he says is dead on
0: like nowadays i'm always like singing or humming or like tapping like in class and i'll just be mm-hmm. like that, while the teacher's giving a lesson, he'll be like, uh, can you stop that, please? And I'll I'll stop for a little bit, and then it'll just, like, without even knowing, like, almost subconsciously, it'll start up again, and he'll have to ask me again, and I don't know, it's just, it's just something that I always do that I don't even recognize doing.
2: Jacob was doing his humming thing during school a lot a couple of years ago, back in seventh grade. But he wasn't humming just for the hell of it. He was practicing.
0: So in um in music class we were doing Somebody to Love by Queen.
2: That's what Jacob's humming here.
0: And the music teacher Miss Spagnolo asked me to sing the solo for Somebody to Love, like the Freddie Mercury part, and I said yes. But um like through class I would just be humming the melody and like practicing to myself, and so I I never. I don't think I ever really, like, really, like, sang and rehearsed at home. And my parents would always ask me, like, so what's going on in, like, chorus? And,
2: like, do you have any solos? And I'd be like, eh, no, not really. Okay, so imagine this from Anne's perspective. It's the night of the big 7th and 8th grade chorus recital. She's sitting there in the audience, and she sees a mic being set up for a soloist. And Jacob comes out from the back row where the, you know, the the low-voiced males are
3: always hanging out in the back row. And he comes out and um, starts to adjust the mic up and down. And I'm going, oh my gosh, he's going <laughs> to sing a solo. and all, and what i'm hearing all around me are all these people going oh my who's that kid oh my gosh and it was just a crazy it was a crazy thing it was you know he was kind of pulling off this rock star performance or whatever that for me came completely out of the blue i was blindsided
0: Happy end. Happy end.
2: This recording that you're listening to right now is from a video that Anne shot of the performance. I've seen it. Um, It's amazing. Jacob is 12 here. And and for a 12-year-old, or or anyone for that matter, a Freddie Mercury solo is a ballsy thing to take on. And Jacob is just owning it. He's got this um, signature move where he grabs the mic and hunkers down in a crouch every time he needs to belt a note. Why did you want to hide it from your parents?
0: It's just, um, I think that I knew that if I would tell my parents that they would make like more of a deal about it than I would want them to and they would like, like I, I wanted it to be kind of like a soft thing and I didn't want to show any attention to myself or put me in a spotlight. And I thought that if I told them, then they would kind of do that, like almost inadvertently. And so I, I've never liked being, being like praised. Especially with my mom, because she does it like so, so like strongly that whenever she was like praising me, like, oh my God, that was so good. Yeah. Um, Because of her strong like connection and like proudness of me musically, um, that it would always seem like over the top and that she was like, she was like making it up to make me feel better about myself.
2: I asked Anne what she thought about that well i think
0: the first
3: time that i really would have had the opportunity to 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 respond to like a solo part or something like that he was he was in fourth grade and this is like he, he went to a crazy elementary school where they did like broadway style productions and so they were doing um the musical 42nd street and he was the lead and i think after the first time i saw him really you know, haul off and seeing one of the solos, I, you know, came up to him and said, Oh, my God, that was so incredible. You were amazing. And he just, you know, like, you know, put his hand up and backed up and was like, Don't talk to me about that. I don't want to hear that. And, and so that was good, a good lesson for me that I could, you know, temper my reaction. But what I couldn't do is I couldn't help anybody else temper their reactions. So after, you know, Parents were seeing him and all these teachers were seeing him and everything and then coming up to him afterwards. He actually had to leave the 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 school and go, like, hide in a stairwell.
0: We were, we were going to, like, go back to our car, and I remember I was, like, hiding behind trees and something so people wouldn't see me. And just, like, I don't know, it was a new experience for me, and it was something that I couldn't really deal with at that time.
3: That's when it really landed with me that he is not about the glory. he's you know, He does it because it's like something in him that needs to come out.
2: Anne says she's learned now that the best way for her to show Jacob she's proud of him without being overwhelming is to just say, you look like you were really having fun up there, which works for Jacob. And Jacob isn't as secretive with her anymore about his singing. In fact, they sing together all the time. But not in that idyllic sitting around the living room way that you might imagine. They'll just be hanging around the house, and Anne will be doing dishes or something. Jacob will be humming or messing around on his guitar. She'll start harmonizing. Of course, like any good teenager, he'll tell her she's doing it wrong.
0: Think I was blind before I met you? You don't know this. These words. <laughs> okay, what's a song that you know the words to, Mom?
3: Yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do do do's from now on.
0: So, if you want to be with me, with these things, there's no selling We'll just have to wait and see. But I'd rather be working for a paycheck than waiting to win the lottery. Besides, maybe this time it's different. I mean, I
1: really think you like me.
2: me. Anne and Jacob are going on a road trip in April to see the band Neutral Milk Hotel play their last show. Just like with all their long car rides, they'll be singing all the way. Rent and Les Mis.
3: Or that one, the boom-de-yada, boom de yada, boom, de yada, boom de yada. I know you hate that song. <laughs> Jacob is shaking his head.
2: Do you sing along even though you don't want to? Uh,
0: no. Uh, no. <laughs> we do. We
2: make you. Yeah, that's the long answer is they make me sing so along. <laughs> but I try not to. If you want to hear music that Jacob does like, we've got a playlist that he made just for us. Find it at LongestShortestTime.com on episode 46. The song that Anne and Jacob were singing together at the end there was First Day of My Life by Bright Eyes. This podcast is a production of The Longest Shortest Time and WNYC. The show is produced by me, Hilary Frank, and Joanna Solitaroff. Andrew Dunn engineered the show. Our theme music is by The Batteries Duo. Special thanks to Chris Bannon, David Krasnow, and Jonathan Menhevar. Please subscribe to our show in iTunes, even if that's not how you listen to the show. And while you're there, don't forget to write us a review or just give us a rating. Those things really, really help our show stay alive. I'll be back with a new episode in two weeks at 3 a.m. We'll be playing your parenting resolutions on that show, and we'll be making some exciting show announcements for the new year so tune in for that if you want to hear all that dirt six hours earlier than everyone else you can subscribe to our newsletter at our website just enter your email and i'll send you a secret link to the show and as always if you have a story that you'd like me to consider for this podcast go to longestshortesttime.com and submit your story